Gentlemen, support for KOTL is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. But let's be honest, you are going to use it for your abs. You're going to use it for your chest. You're going to use it, man. The summertime is coming. You are going to thank me. Trust me, I tried it. It's got the six-pack approval. It's safe. It's easy to use. It's cordless. You could, I mean, you could get it wet. Don't worry. This thing seems like it's going to be dropped and keep on moving. And not only will you thank me, but your girl's going to thank me. Please support the podcast that has supported the community all these years. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use promo code KOTL and pick it up at manscaped.com. Six pack lap it at. Um, we got our boy Lugo, the 120 US champ going to the world championships. Uh, so we were just saying it's been crazy for both of us. Um, I mean, this time leading to world championships, leading to nationals, fuck me, we ramp up. Like in terms of like the posts, obviously, because like a, a huge chunk of people, like for worlds, it's people all over the world are ramping up. So you're like doing all these posts, but then we are crushing content for podcasts. Like the amount of preview shows we just did this weekend and then um, interviews and then the fantasy league. And then um, I got like a bunch of posts I'm going to put up for people to support lifters from all over the world, repost and stuff like that, just to get everybody on that page. And it's dog. It is a lot, my man, but fuck world's rolls around once a year. Doesn't it? It does. It does. And honestly, I think you guys are like the best at it right now. I mean, like y'all are literally doing it for everybody from across like the world, not just like the U S not just the men's, not the females, like everybody. And y'all are just, y'all are crushing it right now. Seriously. Thank you, dude. Well, I mean, we, this is like the whole um, agenda for King of Lifts is like, cause some people in some parts of the world, and even in the U S like some people don't have these massive followings and it's like, we got to try to help them out and, and give them that exposure, give them the platform and shine some light. Like Agatha Sitko, who's coming from Poland, got a massive showdown with Jessica Bittner. Jessica Bittner is crushing. Jessica Bittner posts should get like 16,000 likes in a day. You feel me? <laughs> Jessica Bittner doesn't need help. Um, God bless, but she will jump in and like repost and get involved in conversation, do podcasts. But the people in her, in her session might, and like she has a massive... The, the Agatha is a world champion in equipment. She's rolling into this showdown with Jessica and people might not even know who she is. And so what do we do? We got to like do these posters with Agatha and Jess facing off and like, you know, world champion equip versus world champion classic. There can only be one. And this is a clash. And like, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, man. Agatha yeah. was on here and she's like, um, like I did the podcast with her earlier today. And she's like, I can't believe the fucking hype. She's like the, cause we don't do a lot of equipped hype. I'm not a big equipped guy. And she's like, mm-hmm. I was like, what's the big difference? She's like, the hype is, is uh, it's tangible. There's a difference, man. For sure. I, I think that's like the beauty of lifting though. Like you can have these people with like 
hundreds of thousands of followers. Everybody knows who they are because they're phenomenal lifters. But then you have like those people who have just been in the shadows, who've just been like just training. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like I'm one of those people. I've just been training like the last almost decade. And you're just steady stacking your numbers, steady stacking your numbers. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you're sharing the platform with like somebody who's just, you know, a, a famous like star. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 100%. That's the beauty of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Everybody has their opportunity to hit that platform. And um, when it's the world championships, people from all over the flipping world are coming in. You have people that like, like at least you you're you're from the US which is a massive nation obviously like we're all our us english speaking people have a big leg up with like some people like agatha she speaks english but it's yeah you know, she's got to think about what she's going to say and some people like don't speak english at all and that's a hell of a lot tougher man when you got to you know if you're trying to do a breakthrough it's something just like we take for granted just our speaking i had coco on coco clement from france and he was talking about how he literally learned English to get better at powerlifting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was like, I got to a learn like all the training and technique and all of it. Like the best stuff's coming from, you know, English speaking. And he's like to do podcasts and be, get sponsorships and do anything. He's like, I got to fucking learn English. man. So he's like, you know, if you don't, you're falling behind. Bro. I don't know that. What is it? French speaking French is actually pretty. That's a great language. I would, if you're French, like speaking English, like, I don't know, you're winning. You're winning. Like, dude, you, I wish I knew French. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. You got a French accent and you talk to a girl, <laughs> my man. You win. That's what I'm saying. That, that, that's that's I'm saying. You're already a leg up. You go from a, a seven to an eight or nine real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, God bless. If you're already a nine, that's it. You're killing. You're Tom Hardy all of a sudden in his prime. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, so rewinding i mean you had said you felt like you identify with the guy who like has been training in the darkness and ready to pop and um i've said this before i said it on the live stream but like i don't know if it's earlier this year but around when you popped in my dms and you told me hey like you had a feeling you were about to blow and you were confident as shit and i get these messages though like 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 often right um but yours came off different like you i was like I, I was like, I believe this dude. Yeah, so let, let's, let's back it up a to before you sent that message. And then everything afterwards, fucking true to life. You know, you, you were not lying. You were like Ali who called the shot and here we are. Um, so what was, what, what, what have you been doing the past 10 years? <laughs> I mean, I started powerlifting in like my freshman year in high school. So I was maybe 14 years old. And I mean, I started lifting Two years prior to that and my dad was telling me a story that like i told when i was like 12 years old i was like hey like dad i want to start lifting weights i want to break some records and he's like well if you put your mind to it like you know you do whatever you think whatever you put your mind to you can succeed you can do it <clears throat> so made it to state my sophomore year made, i tied for the like state championship my junior year won the state championship my senior year um that following year I went to like open national I, I was doing equipped also mm. um I had like the I was always just wanted to go to world championships you know what I mean like I think that's always been a thing <clears throat> so I had the chance in 2015 to go to the junior world championships but I missed it by half a kilo oh, half dang. a kilo man on the last pool I, I finished it but 
like technicalities are like, no. So missed that point. Um, 2017 got another chance and we had junior worlds in Florida. So I went to that one. Um, but a month out, I was doing some dumb like bro stuff. I was growing 405, like in the gym, just for fun. <laughs> just I was Jesus. probably showing off. Dog, you were showing off for sure. 405 <laughs> was not written in your program. <laughs> yeah. So tweaked my back and I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I'll be fine. Get to the meet. And like, that was the only time I ever, this is equipped. So I benched like 650 for PR that day, but then I only pulled 628 and I missed like the, the, I lost, I lost. I got second place at Worlds by like 10 kilos or something. And I was like, God, so I finally got a second chance uh, for the world title in Canada, actually, in Regina, Canada, okay. 2019. So <laughs> that one was fun. That one was fun. Um, an experience, man, just like crazy experience. Brought home that junior world championship for the first time. And then I knew like the next year I was going to the Open. And it's like, I mean, you see Dennis. I, there's so many great lifters out there right now. The 120s, um, I think they're, they're finally building up. And then once these 105 stop holding themselves down and like cutting into their weight classes the whole time, they're going to grow and they're going to be so strong. You know what I mean? Once they turn into like men, big, you know, you know, you know men. exactly. Men start at 120. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> For sure. Um, so yeah, getting to this point, like, man, it's just, I just kept training. Even last year we did, um, we had nationals in Florida for redacted uh, federation. <laughs> and, um, but I got injured, man. Like I was doing my last warm up on squat and my back just, just went. I was like, mm. God. And I, so I, I did my best to keep going. Like I, I ended up squatting 722, which is full of adrenaline. Cause that's the only way I could like manage the pain. Mm. Uh, but then by the time I got to bench, I cooled down and it's just excruciating every single time. And I remember like walking up to the stage and like, I'm the second to last person for openers. And then I got Dennis behind me, like coming right after me. And it was just like such a surreal moment. Like I was like, man, like, this is where I want to be. This is where I've like dreamt of being and competing against these people my entire life. And I can't, you know what I mean? I was hurt. So I ended up I opened up with like 496 on deadlift went to 606 for a second and it was just it was terrible man but so I took a month off from training uh just like rehab stuff started I've been doing my own training like pretty much this entire time period for like the last 10 years hmm. um and like honestly whenever Jesus came like that made a big difference because he was so driven, so dedicated, like to the craft, to like being that person. It reminded me, like that is what I've always wanted to do as well. And like during those time, that time, I kind of got lost, got sidetracked, kind of took things for granted, having fun, just enjoying life, you know. Right. Sure. Early twenties, early twenties, hey, enjoying it. You know. I feel you. Hey, early forties, dog. <laughs> I'm still in the same thing. <laughs> For, for life, you know, but, um, for life. <laughs> but it's for, in terms of training though, like, uh, Jesus really like reminded me like, Hey man, like, if you really want this, if you're really serious about this, like 
show me don't tell me show me mm. you know what i mean so since then i mean you've just been continuously growing 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 and it, it definitely helps to be like you know with the squad of people that we have right now um but it's the thing is we're all like-minded individuals you know like we just this is what we're focused on this is what we're doing and it's it's cool just to just to keep growing with each other like that but um <clears throat> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> well, listen, I got some questions though. So I'm glad, I'm glad we got a pause because you said a lot. So A, um, when you cut over, why, so you cut over to Raw at some point. Was it, when was it? Was it that Nats that you hurt yourself and Dennis was there? Dennis the GOAT, 120 for anybody listening. Uh, the greatest 120 of all time. He's come over to PA and wants to go the IPF route. He's going to have to go Masters first because I think he, mm. yeah, he took his time coming over. But uh, he'll end up, you'll end up, you'll have another moment no. with the GOAT, which no is moment. awesome. <laughs> but when did yeah. you cut over? Was it then? So I've actually, I've always had this like uh, mindset of like, I don't discriminate towards raw or equipped i've always said like i wanted to be the best at both and i even like took some time like doing uh classic raw like with knee wraps mm. uh just because it's like i don't care if you're raw knee wraps equipped if you're the best of the best i want to like be on that same platform with you and let the best man win mm. so so you've always been you've been dabbling in both yes yes for sure are you going to at some point though it's tough. So I had the same conversation earlier with Agatha where it's like, she's making it work. But at some point, like, are you still doing equipped? Are you going to go back to equipped? Or are you, cause some things of, Oh, you are. Cause it's so wild because like, um, like you got worlds, you got <laughs> Sheffield, you got, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with raw equipped has world games. I'm assuming you're not doing world games. though, right? Are you? I wish if anybody's okay. listening and they want to throw me in there, get me in there. And I, will oh, I think it's late, homeboy, <laughs> but it, I got you. It, it's wild, man. I wish World Games had Raw as well, and it might in the future. I think they're yeah. leaning in that direction, but not yet. I just, I just think that like there are very, very few people who can do uh, both successfully. Mm. You know what I mean? Everybody, they put those limits in their head that like you can only do one or the other. Mm. Um, and I just like. I don't know, from, from, I just always wanted to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? I always wanted to prove people wrong and prove myself right. Like, you know what? I can do both at the highest levels and be, you know what I mean? Be successful at it. So, mm -hmm. um, and they go, I, me, to, to me, like they go hand in hand. It's like you can't be a really good equip lifter if you don't have a strong raw base. You know what I mean? And then I'd say even for my raw lifting, like my squats are finally getting up to the 800s. Like we're closing in on that, but I've, I mean, I've squatted 800 pounds a handful of times already in equipment. So like my body's used to it, even mm. with bench press, like I bring out 500 plus pounds raw. Um, but I've done 600, no wrist wraps and equipment already three or four or five times. So. Doug, I, th uh, I think it's amazing. You said no wrist wraps. <laughs> I'm like, no, you got a bench shirt on. You're like, it's almost wrong, almost yeah. wrong. But I know what you mean is like, honestly, I get where you're like the intimidation factor to walk out the weight you'll walk out on an equipped squat. When you walk out much less weight on like, like some people literally walk out and hold heavy weights. Uh, the best bencher of all time is Jen Thompson does heavy holds static holds on bench 
all the time. She says that it hits the nervous system, wakens her in. And when she hits way less weight, there's something to that for sure. And when you walk out much heavier weight, take it to full range of motion. Yeah, you got equipment on. But when you're hitting much less weight, it's a lot easier to wrap your head around when it's like, oh, my God, Lugo, this is a big week. We're all right. When you walk that weight out, you're like, all right. You know, we've we've had worse on our back. You know what I mean? Like you've there's something to that. And and the nervous system still has to shift that weight. It, I, I, there hasn't been a shitload of study in terms of the overload carryover on the nervous system from training and equipment coming out of equipment and what that does to the nervous system if it ramps you up and, and might have you, you know, like we don't know yet. Like we don't have, you know, these machines plugged into like 200 plus people to get a good sample size and be like, okay, here we are. But some people enjoy it and say, I feel strong, man. I feel good about yeah. it. I think that's the thing about lifting is, you know, a lot of people that they get stuck on like the percentages they have, like, this is my top end <clears throat> and to get stronger, like whatever you think your limit is right now, you just need to add five, 10 pounds. That's it. You know? So you, you have to like get your mind to five kilos more, 10 kilos more, and just keep stacking and stacking that over time. Cause if you keep thinking like you're stuck at this limit, that's what I did in my earlier twenties, man. Like I hit, it's going to sound kind of bad because um, I was stuck at 700 pounds on squat, a little under 700 for four or five years because I never moved my percentages higher than that. I always stuck with like what those numbers were. The first time I ever attempted a 500 pound bench press, I was 18 years old at a holy fuck raw bench press. It was actually the first time I competed against Dennis Cornelius. And it was a, uh, it was actually a USPA uh, powerlifting meet in San Antonio, 2015. And I remember like shaking his hand. I was like, like nice to meet you, man. Like, um, we're going to be sharing the platform, you know, for years to come. I, 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 it was, I hope so, you know, dog, you were so, that dude. Everyone does this. It's I love <laughs> it when people are like, listen, I love you. You're my hero. At some point I'm gonna have to crush you, my man. I'm just telling you now. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say crush. I yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely battle. You know, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for my, my fellow competitors, you know, yeah, well, I'll, I'll never, yeah, I will never, ever, I don't even care if you're, you know, 200 pounds less than me. Like I'll still give you that respect. Like I won't ever like push somebody down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Because I remember being that kid. And if somebody told me that, that would piss me off and I would go really hard. <laughs> it would, it would, it would also, I had this conversation before actually with Coco again. Um, you remember shit like that. It, it hits different when you're vulnerable, you're vulnerable when you first start, because you know, like I'm not developed yet and your numbers are way better than mine. So you could totally style on me if you want to. And there's not much I could do about it. I'm vulnerable right now, but you know, I look up to you. So you meet the guy <laughs> and you say something like, like you meet the guy. And if the guy styles on you, then you're like, fuck man, you know, I'm vulnerable. You know, we're in the powerlifting circle. So I can't really clap back because like, it's like, dog, why would yeah. you do like, it hurts when that happens to someone you look up to. But I will say the, the actual champions, like the best of the best typically are very humble in that aspect. It's normally the mediocre ones that are like decently good for a year or two that yeah. are like the, the douchebags. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when who, I'm you, who, Dennis, who, 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 who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you go you go you go you go 
and that's Michael Davis in a nutshell. Right no, 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 definitely you, not. And that's the first time I met Jesus Oliveras. And that's how that we met. <laughs> start throwing all your no, boys no. under the table. No, I'm like this no, is a no. spicy podcast. This is what we need. No, the boys, the boys are, they, they definitely have that world champion mentality. Like I believe in them so much, man. Like I've been believing in Mikey since like, I, I want to say 2017. We, we had collegiates and I remember seeing him lift and I was like, bro, like you're going to take over the world. Like, yeah, he was, a, he was a little skinny, pretty boy with his abs all shredded up. Honestly, oh, like was he really? I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I was like, you go up a weight class, you're going to take over the world. Sure enough. Now he's, I mean, I really believe he has the potential to be, I mean, he could beat um, Anatoly. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking the wildest. I hate I okay. First off, I remember Michael Davis, 2018. He won the worlds as a junior, right? Mm-hmm. As, I think the next year. So he must have just went up that year. Um, so yeah, it, it, but yeah, I hate that Anatoly can't make it. He was trying to. I talked to him in the DMs, and he was fucking hustling, trying to figure out a way to make it happen. But it's just not going to happen for him, man. He's yeah. gone, and it's not only is it Anatoly, but he won best lifter, beating like. Keiko, Russ, Jesus, all of the fellas, you know, like, frick, we lost a good one there. And Michael and, Davis going against him would have been amazing. And I genuinely believe, like, I was looking at the numbers and I was like, Mikey, like, you're only like 10, seven to 10 keys away from the bench record. You are like five keys from the deadlift record. And your squat is only like, you know, five or 10, like maybe five to 10 keys from like the, the other record. You know what I mean? Anatoly's record. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like you have it in you. Like, I know you do. Like, I believe in you, bro. I really do. And then, and to have somebody like that at the 105, and then you go like just above me in the supers, you got Jesus, who is just, you know, Jesus, man. Like, yeah. the I'm numbers. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Tell me about it. Excuse me, mega, mega. <laughs> That's right. Um, <clears throat> so. Well, but how did, just, how did this, how did that come about? Like, okay. So when you, you were saying, sorry, we derailed your story. I think I, I derailed your story, but you were talking about, you met, um, you met the goat, Dennis Cornelius, and you approached him and you said, and this was 2017 range still again, 15, 15, man. and you were like, yeah. my man, I mean, it's been a minute. Dennis, look at Dennis is probably like, dog. It's been a hot minute, but you're, you're here now. Um, and you told him, dog, we're, we're going to be sharing the platform at some point. Oh, I told him, like, you know, I hope to be sharing, sharing the platform with you, you know, in the future. Like, because I knew he, who he was. And at the time, it was when he was squatting 900 raw, uh, benching like 585. And then his deadlift was, he was right around 800 pounds on deadlift. It's um, Dude, it's a, you know? he was such a freak. It's insane what insane. Dennis, primetime Dennis, man. He was I getting, know. It's in, he did a, he did a thousand kilo total, um, just a stitch over. Did he ever do it as a 120? I know no, he did it. No, no, okay. Super, it was super, super. Uh, a very light super, a very light super, but he did. Yeah, it. yeah. But man, and that's the thing too. Like, I know Dennis is coming. You know what I mean? Because he took some time. Like, everybody goes through those little injuries and whatnot. Lower back kind of stuff kind of pulls you down for a little bit. But it gives you that rest and that time to like, you know, get your priorities straight. And then whenever you see somebody like climbing the ranks, 
-hmm. you know somebody who's like taking that world position that you know you have like you know you're stronger than that person like i know dennis is stronger than me right now you know what i mean i know he's been like overall he's been stronger than me um so whenever he probably like saw that like i have no doubt that like lights that fire in him to like you know what i'm gonna take 800 pounds in my garage barefoot and then he's gonna load (laughs) 550 and pause it finally you know like i and i i see him doing these things and i'm like okay all right man like <laughs> i am my man all right yeah that so, barefoot gives me anxiety sometimes but it is what it is he's dennis cordelius for god's sake it's the most natural way to squat <laughs> it's a lot fair enough this is how our forefathers did it um but did he so knowing that he's coming and he and he's back and he's saying he's back, he's going to do Master Nationals and probably fuck up everybody's day at Master Worlds. Like, holy shit. <laughs> but um, but he will, you know, he's going to be back into the open. So is it kind of like you're already mine is prepped? Like, look at this. I see like you have that big fish and you're reeling it in. And by the time it gets to that fucking boat, you better be ready. Cause it's going to be bucking in your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, like, are is this kind of the plan where you're like, I need to, if I'm not strong enough now, I better fucking get strong enough. And you see, that's the thing. That's the other, there's like a couple mindsets. You have like your people for the year who are like the strongest. Um, but I'm not really focused on who is like number one right now. So even though I might be, you know, coming in ranked number one or whatever, to me, like, I'm still not satisfied with that. I see the IPF world record totals and like the individual lifts. And that's what I have my sights on because mm. I don't, I don't really care where my numbers are right now. Like to me right now, I still, I know I'm like a 90% lifter. I know I'm 90% from the squat bench deadlift. And then I don't know what the total is, but or at least the percentage for the total, I know what the total is, but, uh, so to me, it's like, you know what, man? Like, yeah, you got some momentum right now, but like, you got to be safe. You got to be smart and you can't quit. You cannot quit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still hungry for that. you know what I mean? It's, uh, I mean, so the records is like primetime Dennis at, um, I mean, what, what, what is, do you know the record? What is yeah, the story? Uh, I want to say he hit the record in, 2017 the ipf world record was in 2017 at 978 oh my god man so we're talking like 2170 or 2157 something like that now prime dennis is a goddamn monster (laughs) so you don't you're in it you're not even just want dennis when he comes back at like early 40s you're like dog i need those numbers i need the all-time goat status and even then you could take it a step further beyond that because that's 120s Oh, shit, son. What are we talking about right now? I mean, I genuinely believe like if you're you can you can put yourself in the in the weight class, you know what I mean? But there's only one number one person in the world every year. You know what I mean? So like for the females, it's been Amanda Lawrence, you know, or uh, I don't know about we're not going to talk about the untested, but uh, (laughs) and then past year, Taylor Atwood, number one. Ashton Ruska, you know, um, Anatoly, you know what I mean? Right. It just, it depends, but there's always that number one person who you just know, like, that is the dude. Like, he's not just, like, good. He's not great in his weight class. He is the best overall. And to me, like, if you don't really have that mindset to where, like, that's where you're 
if that's not really what you truly want, if that's not as far as you want to take it, I'm kind of like, you know, with all due respect, like that's, that's your opinion. That's what you want to do. Like, I respect that, but I'm not like that. You know, <laughs> well, well, how, how, how do you think you establish the best overall? Is it the formula or is it like, what, what do, what do you think does that for you after winning? Cause for, you're, you're, you're talking about winning a world title. I mean, dots. I think dots is the, the easiest one across for IPF points. That's tough just because the big boys get, you know, we get shitted on <laughs> by the point system. <laughs> like, right. If you're not 93, 105, um, you know, if you're carrying a little extra body fat on you, your numbers just go way, way down. So, but with dots, it kind of evens up across the board a little bit more, but. Mm-hmm. What about, and, okay, go ahead. You go ahead. What I was going to say is people were like, okay, that's, um, they say like it, it's harder for big boys to do it. But then you have Jesus at his last comp just skyrocketed to the top. You know what I mean? Like, bro, <laughs> like if he can do it, you know what I mean? He's literally got like a hundred pounds on me and he's up there competing in terms of like numbers wise. He's up there. You know what I mean? So it's like, screw like the you can't do it because of the formula because you're a bigger boy like nah just get stronger bro just you just got to get stronger <laughs> you said it when you when jesus came through that door it was a major turning point for you when was that like how did this happen how did you and jesus and end up linking up um so i mean i'm, I'm from san antonio i'm about 30 minutes south a little little town called jordanton it's right next to pleasanton and like poteet People from around here will, will know what that is, but um, it's about 30 minutes south of San Antonio. And in this area, South Texas, uh, Region 5 for our like Texas high school powerlifters, we were the dominant force. You know what I mean? Like if you look at THSPA, they're strong. There's a lot of strong kids that are down here because we start pretty early and I think we're just kind of hard headed. <laughs> mm. So we just, you know, we, we work hard for these things, but um, we were we're the strongest region. And then you have Texas strength systems who was doing a lot of meets around the area. And I started, you know, kind of helping them out. Uh, I was probably a junior in high school, you know, they'd set up their meets and I would go and like help them tear up the platforms and put up the racks and stuff. Uh, and I'd get like the rest of my team to come help me out. That way they can get out of there easily. Cause normally it's like one or two people at a time. Um, Wes Zunker himself, like doing it or, you know, and it was just, it was a lot. So I'd go help them. And then pretty much um, I stuck around. Like, uh, I remember one meet, they're like, where do you want to go to college to lift? Like, are you going to do powerlifting in college? I said, yeah, I'm looking at different places. And they're like, we'll give you a free t-shirt if you come to, to UTSA. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the signing package when you're a powerlifter. <laughs> so, um, you, and if you, if you don't know, like uh, UTSA, uh, it was pretty much like kind of what like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say like a catalyst for Texas strength systems um, just because you know that's where a lot of the things started and before TSS was TSS it was at a little high school and we had all the racks in there that he had built himself and that's where we would just train like this is back in 2013 2014 oh, yeah so it would crazy story. God, oh, let me stay on track here. No, so no, I'm give from, me all the stories, man. Give them all. Okay, okay. 
quick, quick one. Um, yeah, junior, senior year in high school, actually met Ashton for the first time in Texas high school powerlifting. And we just connected, man. Like we just started lifting, started training. And then whenever I went to UTSA that semester, like I would go pick him up, drive 30 minutes the other direction to go train. And we'd go back and eat IHOP like every single time, bro. Like <laughs> I gained so much weight just training and eating that semester because that's all we would do is train, eat, and that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we, all of this was in San Antonio. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, it's, it, it's crazy the amount of big name strength athletes in that area. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the wildest. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's just the way the universe works. Like people with the same mindset, with the same energy, you know what I mean? Like we're, we kind of come into each other's paths. It's going to happen, you know? Well, um, not only that, like when you meet each other, you just go out of your fucking way to keep it going. Like, like it's, you know, it, sure. It could be like, you know, did the universe bring this or whatever, but it's also when it happens and you recognize this and you're vibing with someone like this person thinks like me, they got the same goals like me. And when I'm around them, I feel motivated and I feel disciplined and they make me want to be better. Hang on to that. Keep yeah. contact. Like do what you got to do to keep going. Drive a half hour the wrong way after you pick them up. You know what I mean? Like, this is it. They'd be like, why would you do that? Because when he's in the room, I'm going to push a little harder. And when we're around each other more and more, it's like, fuck, I'm going to get after it. You know, there's no cut, no corners or whatever. And then when he gets home and we're both like amped up about it, we're going to talk about it and be hype. Like it, I don't know. I totally get what you mean, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so basically we just like stuck around TSS, Texas Strike Systems. Um, been training there for the last five, six years. You know what I mean? Um, and just a, like a big, everybody that goes through that, like when you walk through those doors, you know, like you can sense the energy in that back room, like old school, there's no AC. Uh, we just got the fans this last year. So that's kind of nice. But before that, I'm telling you, it was like a microwave. If it's 100 and <laughs> if it's 105 outside, it's like 115 in there and you're training. Damn. You know what I mean? But I didn't really think much of it because, I mean, I grew up working outside my whole life and just my family comes from like ranch work. So they're just like, just be tougher than that. And just get a cowboy. <laughs> yes. <sir>. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it don't matter how bad you're sweating. You just get some water and keep going. Um, but yeah, we were training at, t- at TSS and, um i just remember i think jesus came in one day they him and pablo drove in from uh wherever they're at from friday night wherever friday night lights is uh odessa uh, okay per- permian yeah so they came in one night and i was just leaving and i was like oh you're jesus like i know you guys like how long ago was it like like this is this is when he was already established i guess then no, 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 no. This was probably after the first meet or second. Oh meet. wow! So you already knew who he was then? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You see, you you see the tides coming. You know what I mean? You okay. See, yeah. I, I remember. That's a big tide, seven. dog. That's a fucking tsunami. <laughs> hey, Zeus and Pablo come through the door. Yeah. You see him coming seeing, half a mile away. He <laughs> he just did a meet in East Texas or something. He was like seven sixty six squat, four seventy four bench, and he pulled seven sixty six as well but it was so easy. And I was like, that guy is built like how I'm built, but he's just like 
50, 60 pounds heavier, you know? I was mm. like, damn, okay, all right, he's coming. So um, we kind of just said hello that first day. Um, and I think the next time we saw each other, he like just left home. He's just like, screw it. I'm leaving home and I'm going to just go to San Antonio and figure it out, you know, just to train. Yeah. Just to train. So I'm telling you, man, like it's crazy because we do have people that come from all over the country just to come lift, just to get the, just to feel the energy that, that we have in there. And it's, it's pretty special. I won't lie. It's, it's pretty special, but I think it's just, um, it's, it, it starts with the people, you know, it starts with like setting that, I won't say an expectation, but setting the standard. So when you see, you know, Ashton, you got you know, a handful of other people, like really, really strong people, um, myself. And then, you know, people are drawn to that because they, they know it's going to make themselves better. You see somebody trying way harder, stronger than you, like just pushing, 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 like doesn't matter how strong they're, they're trying to get better. It makes you just, it lights a fire within you and you just, it's, it's, uh, I don't want to say addicting, but it's contagious, you know? But, dude, I remember there were times, I 100% understand what you're saying. I remember the times when there was a competition coming up. I had a rest day and the vibes at the gym when the fellas are there getting after it. Sometimes I just come in and be like, fuck it. I'll do some bullshit accessories, <laughs> you know, like just to kick it. And you're just like, you're telling jokes when it's time to tell jokes and when someone's getting fired up and they're coming for a squat, you're like, let's go. Let's fucking go. Jesus. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, I got you. Who's spawning? Yeah, I'll get in there. Let me fucking get in there. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're yeah. in it. You're in the moment with the fellas and you know, like yeah. this time period is going to come and go, but right here, right now we're killing it. We're young in our prime and we're smashing it. And like, you feel you go home, like you could blow like three hours doing some bullshit accessories and spotting people on your day off. Cause it's just like, I don't know, man, I know that positive vibe. And that's one thing that I've always done too. Like, I know a lot of people, they, if they, if somebody needs a spot, they're like, Oh, I got to take care of myself. But me personally, I've always been super like helpful to anybody. It doesn't matter like how strong you are. Like if you need a spot, like, all right, man, let's go. But you know, sometimes I'll have people where they're all over the place. They're talking about this, talking about that. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what, man? Like, if you really want to do this, like, Nothing else matters right now. Like that's that's my that's doors, Michael Davis, right? <laughs> no, he's no, he's, he's, a, he's, he's like I can't good. spot you. I got to take care of myself. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mikey's, Mikey's I'm a joking. Mikey's <laughs> a dog, man. Mikey's got that dog man, for sure. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm talking about like younger lifters, people that are like just getting into lifting. They don't know their stuff. They're they're just there to like you know. It's it's cool to have, be fun and have friends and stuff and like talk, chat it up. But like when you got to do a set, bro, like you got to do a set. So like turn it on and I don't care how, like what weight you got on there. We'll give them, I'll give them that experience. Like, all right, you lock in. It's basically like a game day coaching, handling. You know what I mean? Like when mm. you're on the platform and you're in that situation, I feel like that's honestly one thing I, I do with a lot of people. And it just, it forces them to like, to zone in, focus on what they're doing and then give it all they've got, you know what I mean? So if you're training by yourself, you can, it's very easy to just kind of like, kind of get lost and eh. but when you have somebody like kind of in your ear telling you like, all right, man, bars loaded, give it everything yeah. you've got. And then they're walking it out and I'm giving them cues, you know, like stabilize, brace, and then squat, you yell squat in their face. <laughs> PRs, man, I'm telling you PRs, like it's, 
I love sharing that. I love seeing, you know, somebody who like could be not have that confidence in themselves or thinking about something else. But whenever you get there and you you get right with them and you you help them do something they never thought they would be able to do like that to me is like, it's beautiful. Like, I don't know, it inspires, it inspires them, but it inspires me like just, just to keep helping each other, like keep growing and pushing each other like past their, their, their limits and comfort zones and whatnot. So yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I uh, listen, I, they're 100% is when you've been around the gym long enough, you know, there's, there's a, it's weird. You get a, a, a vibe in the room when, you know, when someone's getting after it and, and you, they're in the zone, they got the headphones on, or even if they're not, there's, you feel it. And you're like, they're in their zone getting after it. Not the time to come and start shooting shit about the game that happened on the weekend, huh? And it's all, it, but you got that. It, but then at the same time, the gym also teaches you, like there are times when, you know, you're done your hard work and you're fucking around getting your accessories done. You catch up on things because, because you catch up on things. Like you're there every day, all day, constantly. And uh, it does teach you that. But I 100% know, like, I remember, you know, there are times when like, if somebody is prepping for Nats and you're like, fuck, oh, Paul's got a big single coming and everyone knew. And you look over at Paul and your boy's got his headphones on. You're like, someone's going to go over, talk to him. It's like, no, 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 But, but there's like, it, there's, you feel it too though. It's weird. Cause you're not doing it, but you also feel like, oh, fuck, yeah. here we, we go. We have this thing where if I know somebody's going for a single and I talk to everybody in the gym, I really do. Like I, I ask them how their training's going how they're feeling. And I was like, I will typically be that guy giving like too much advice <laughs> just because I want to share it with the world. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have uh, a plan, like a gr- good amount of knowledge and just experience with these things. So if I see somebody like struggling with something, like I have no problem telling them that stuff. Cause I've had people when I've been competing where like, I'll ask questions like, no, you're my comp. Like, I don't need to tell you that. And I'm like, yeah. bro what like he doesn't even call you comp he calls you op you're my op you're like take it easy man you're not a fucking rapper first off and take it easy (laughs) i remember some of the some of the a&m guys would be like i remember this one dude he was like i needed a spot in the back room and he's like no i'm not spotting you you're my you're my competition like no i was like what like bro like it's not that serious and he's like no (laughs) like take it easy yeah yeah so um, I've, I've gone, I've gone out of my way to do the opposite. You know what I mean? Just to like help uh, as much as I can. Um, damn, I forgot what we were talking about again. Well, we were saying, you know, about the vibe you get when you're hyping someone up and giving someone back into the warm up room. Like, look at, I remember like there were times Kafwe, uh, who's, who does King of Lists as well. He's part owner of King of Lists as well. He's not on the podcast, but he's a 83 kilo national champion in Canada. He's broken a world record. And, um, I remember when he first started powerlifting and I was coaching him in the, in the gym and doing the same thing you're doing, walking out the squat and you do get that connection. And I remember him walking out like now he's like, uh, you know, 83 squatting 600. But at the time he had like 520 on his back. This is early days for him. And he walks it out and fucking had a bad step back. The whole thing started shaking. Holy shit. And he thought he was going to lose it. And he's hasn't hit. This is like, PR at the time for him. And um, I remember him looking up at me and look, he looked up and looked over and he looked for me. And that was 
doesn't mean nothing to most people, but when he felt that and felt scared and insecure, he fucking looked for me and he looked for my face. And when he caught my eyes, I gave him the, I didn't say much cause I know he's got his headphones on whatever, but all you got to do is you're calm and cool. And you're like, put your hand up, raise, you're good. Relax. We're yeah. good. Like just mouth. We're good. And then he draws strength from you. He draws courage from your calm. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. And then he fucking does it, hits this thing, whatever. And like, I'm, you, you were talking about, you know, fuck, God damn. I just got like fucking chills thinking about that brings me back. Let's <laughs> go back like five years. But like, um, you know, I, I know what you mean when like you're in yeah. there and you draw connections with people in cafe, we went on to be a national champ breaking records and shit, but he wasn't at the time. He, it didn't matter something about that. And, um, you never, you don't even know until like sometimes a moment like that happens and you just realize like afterwards, super small. No one else would have noticed, but it's fucking that mess up the minute. Shit hit the fan, homeboy got scared and he fucking looks to find you and lock eyes with you and you know, and then you gave him the, it's all right. You know, we're going to be all right. And then, and then he told himself, we're going to be all right. And he fucking does it. You get mad. That's a, it gets addicting. I know what you mean. It, you get energy from it. It gets addicting. You're like, fuck. I, that, yeah. That's why you want to go to the gym, man. There's more than just yourself, right? For sure. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like there's there's a little bit of toxicity in, in just in general lately from a lot of lifters. Like, if they're their competition, they don't want to help them. They don't want to talk to them. But I'm the opposite way, man. Like, I look for them and I, like, go to them. And I'm like, hey, like, you're really strong. Like, we're going to be competing. Like, I would love to like have a training session together. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're, you're better than me or I might be a little bit better than you, but you're right behind me. And it's like, we're going to push each other. You know what I mean? We're going to, we're going to push each other like pretty far. Like we can keep our distance. We can go on separate racks and like do our thing like that, whatever. But if we're together, like, let's go. You know what I mean? It kind of kicks up that competition. Some people, some I see it that way. A lot of people don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, they, and they probably hate it when you come around <laughs> and you're and like, like but hey why don't you take my instagram follow <laughs> <laughs> but i feel i think it's a natural thing i think it's like a it's it's uh it's primal like your your instincts kind of kick in and you're like oof you know what i mean but i mean i always like reach out to people like i'm like hey man like it's not that serious like it's not like uh it's not like a I'm not trying to bump egos or nothing. Like I'm literally just like want us like see both of you be better. You know, I'm gonna get both of us to be better mm. in one way or another. And like I don't care if we're competing each other. We have like bad history. Like if anything, it's like a, a chance to like work it out. And, you know, just help each other get better. Versus like just being a little. <laughs> you sound <laughs> like know. you'd be a, you. You seem like you'd be a hard guy to have a beef with. But um, <laughs> you're right in that like no matter what you do, you can't make me worse. I, that's up to me. That's on me. If I don't progress or I don't progress fast enough, that's on me. If I don't powerlift things like that, we, we all have our opportunity on the platform. It's not basketball where you go one-on-one, you could take the ball from me, dunk him, you know, whatever dunk on me and whatever style on me. There's you go, then I go, you go, then I go. And no matter what you do before I go, I get my 60 seconds. That's it. You can't stop that or impede it or whatever. So I could, there is a, some people, the the only difference is, so I can see where you could totally exist and thrive and be like, dog, I will get you as good. I, I, I support you. I cheer for you. 
you getting better has no impact on me because I know how driven I am. As a matter of fact, if you start doing good and get better and get driven, it fucking lights a fire in me. Yes. So, yes. so, so I understand that, but then I also get other people like Taylor Atwood, you know, he had a famous <laughs> quote on King of List podcast and that podcast blew up where he goes, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to beat you. <laughs> and, and that quote fucking blew up first off. And, um, I get that too, where he's like, it's just, I think it's all about drive when you're, when you're dog tired and you're like, you know, your body's tired. You're in, in the middle of all that volume and you need some kind of drive for some people. It, it depends how like you were brought up. Remember he's five foot five played professional football, semi-pro in Canada against guys who are like 300 pounds. Like this under, you, you know, it's, it's a, he's coming from a different space. You know, he was the underdog who had to scrap for anything. It's incredible. Well, I'm making him, they got 25,000 people watching this pro football and this is him on there. I'm like, Taylor, how are you out there? He's like, dude, I'll fight for that ball dog. Like put me in the scrimmage, you know, when we're doing our training, like, so when he comes from that mentality, like his whole life and brings it to powerlifting, he just does what he knows he's conditioned. So he's like, you know, this is what gets him through like the training volume, which is ridiculous that he does. That's how he wakes up the next day is like, these guys want to take it. All right. All right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's yeah. different. And he says like, when we're all done, I don't wish no ill will on anybody else. It's just, it's how I get through. It's, yeah. it's, you know, so I understand, I understand that underdog mentality. Uh, Cause I, I remember as a little kid, I remember like I was short, I was really, really fat. Um, and I would get bullied, you know what I mean? And I knew, I realized this cycle that was always going on. And I was like, you know what, one day, like I'm going to be big and strong enough to like stop that cycle. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to keep feeding into that negative loop, that negative energy loop. Um, so whenever I got older, you know, I started getting into high school, started getting big and strong. Like I always looked out for those little guys. Cause I knew those little guys, it's like that little like chihuahua versus the big dog kind of dynamic where like. The little guys always got to fight for everything mm. because they think the big dog's going to try and get it. You know what I mean? So I actively like tried to just like not do that. You know what I mean? I'd like took the other stance and if anything kind of messed up my own progress because I was being like too nice about stuff. I was being like very passive. I was almost just being like a, like a pushover to myself for like my own lifting gains for my own like um, progress. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but <clears throat> Well, sort of, um, because you can put, you can put other people first dog and not have boundaries. Yeah. Right. Yeah, And I was doing that so, 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 so much and it slowed me down and like, but to me, it was like, you know, what, as long as I'm able to like bring other people up and like grow, like these people that may not have the same confidence or, you know, may not have the same whatever numbers. Like if I can help them grow, like that means more to me than like my own personal success. You know what I mean? But then that kind of like slowed some things down. And then, uh, like once, okay. And then once Jesus came, like, he was like, no, I, he's like, I'm, I'm going to be the best, like, no matter what. And I know who the best is and I'm coming for his neck. And that was like, Oh, I remember this. I remember this mentality. And I was like, ah. and I just felt it in my heart. I felt it in my soul. <clears throat> and that since then, um, you know, I always like focus like a lot on the positive aspects of life. Like I try to keep as much negativity out of it um, because at a younger age, like I was a very negative person. Um, 
And so I like went from this side of the spectrum to this side of the spectrum. And then I realized like recently that like, you got to find it in the middle. Like you, you don't just use like your positive mindset. You also have to have like that, that fire, that negativity to like, kind of like get that dog in you again. And just mm. when you're dog tired, like you're, it's hard to think about like positive stuff, you know what I mean? But if when you think about that, you know, something that pissed you off or somebody who's right there, just, it keeps you going, you know, and it keeps that fire like lit. And if you, if you, you just try to find that balance between using, you know, the, the light and the dark to, to push you as far as you can take it, even further than you can ever imagine. You know, it, it is um, 100%. I, you can, you gotta be, you know, it, it's, you gotta be careful. You know, those memes where it's like, I dug deep one time, had an argument with myself in the shower, ended up hurting my own feelings. If I can... <laughs> that went too deep. <laughs> like, you don't want to get too deep. And, and, but it's true. Look, at I saw the video that um, Powerlifting America reposted. They put the captions like, you posted it or he's, no, I think you posted it. But Powerlifting America actually put captions on it with Jesus was telling you. And um, I think they did, right? You didn't put the captions, did you? No, that was, that okay. was Paul. He's, yeah, he's Paul. He's amazing. And, <laughs> um, Dude, I, 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 so I heard what Jesus said when you posted, but I didn't get a full, it's different when someone puts the captions on, you know what I mean? And yeah. Jesus was firing you up leading into this. And I was like, I'm fucking getting fired up. Just he's, what was he saying? <laughs> Jesus was like, let's fucking go. They want to yeah. take this from you. They want to take this. Show them, show them. And I was like, holy shit, let's fucking go man and he was dude i know what you mean now where it's like um there's something to be said for that kind of look at there's peace times and war times uh, peace times mm. are over right now you know we mm. shake hands at the banquet and we'll have some beers but now we're on more times so we have to we have to go i think uh it's kind of a funny story about that so he was saying everything right but i had the headphones in so i didn't hear a word you know and i've kind of we've had this like this uh I don't know not, not relationship like it happens all the time every single time we're in training um especially after after nationals there was like a period where we we're just like going 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 like and i would hear what he would tell pablo to get his like fire lit and i would re- it would remind me and even pablo would say some things to himself like like you got to move this faster like you it's like nobody's gonna do it for you like you got you know what i mean you gotta you know just take it to that next level um so even if I can't hear what they're saying, I can, I can kind of see what they're doing. But even at that, when I'm, I have it in my own mind that I'm already there. I'm already doing that myself. You know what I mean? I don't really need like that external factor. Like it definitely does help, but I'm telling myself the same thing, but probably a hundred times worse in my, you know what I mean? So like, if you watch me, like I'm very calm and just like walking up to it, but I'm losing, I've like, I'm not even there. I've already lost my shit. I've what are you telling lost. yourself? What are you telling yourself, Doc? I can't even say. I, I I check out. If I'm being honest, I just check out. Like, I don't even, you don't see anything. You don't hear anything. All that really matters at that moment is you and the bar, is you moving that bar. You know what I mean? So all I can think about is just, I mean, I don't even know, man. I once that adrenaline gets kicking your heart starts racing you you're you're in that zone you're just it's that fight or flight response you know what i mean like how do you get yourself that adrenaline everyone's got some stuff 
that they dig into where it's like, oh, I can get that adrenaline going if I need it. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd say a little bit of music. I do a breathing technique. Uh, actually, I think people do it naturally, um, but I've seen like Sean Noriega do it, you know, repetitively, just like the, I don't know if you know, like Wim Hof. No. Uh, the Iceman. Okay, like yes. Yep. Okay. And he basically, you like fill yourself with oxygen from your nose because you, you, you know, you need oxygen in your system. Um, but then you hold it. And whenever you hold that oxygen, <laughs> you'll get a little lightheaded. Basically, what happens is you get lightheaded because um, the oxygen and like the, the carbon dioxide like alkalinizes into your bloodstream. And what it does, it sends like a shot of epinephrine into your system. And so that's where you feel that lightheadedness. And I've seen Sean do it over and over again. I'm like, oh, that's what he's doing. I'm like, okay. Like, that's why he's like, oh. and then he goes, yeah, but I'll do it beforehand. So you're kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing, but that's like the, the physical thing. Mentally, I'm just in a battle with myself or, cause I really try not to think about other people. If you really think about other people, it kind of, if you know they're stronger than you, like you can kind of go down like this negative spiral. Mm. But I just try to focus on myself and just being better than myself. So whatever I did last block, I'm just trying to beat that, you know? And even if I don't feel like it, if I could be, I, I could have worked all day. I could have, it doesn't matter. Like load it. And let's see, like, I don't, I, if you're not nervous about your set that your top set that you're about to do, if you're not about to puke, like, cause your, your natural instinct to like, like release everything you have in there. I know if I don't get that sensation that I'm not where I need to be. So, but I really don't not get that sensation because I've just done it over and over and over again. Like it's, it's almost like instinctual to just like go to that place. Like that's where I live. That's where I thrive. That's where I feel the most alive is right where I'm about to die. You know, mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a place. It's like a spirit world. You could visit every now and then, but only every now and then. You can't stay yeah, there. I, yeah, I think that's why I gravitate to uh, to lifting and why I've been able to keep doing what I've been doing. Um, like at my last meet, there's, there's other things. I mean, music, for one, uh, people like to listen to like crazy heavy stuff. I just think it's whatever like invokes like a very strong emotion. So like some people like to listen to like hardcore metal or whatever. I used to, not anymore. Now I'll listen to something that almost like makes me want to cry. <laughs> oh yeah hey look at emotion can do it it's emotion you know it's uh all it really is it's just a chemical in your in your system that just you know and um so like i don't know if you remember when you're like a little kid and you have an argument with your parents and you're like oh, blah, and you just feel like you're raging mm. something to that extent <laughs> like it could be sad um it could be you could, you could have some anger you could be whatever um i've even found one like it was like, and it, uh, like, I felt love. I just felt loved. You know what I mean? Like I had just thought about my parents and like my grandparents and I went and pulled like an all-time PR that just like meant the world to me. But just the moment before, like I just thought about them and it just, just rush of just emotions. It just, I don't even know how to explain it. And I just felt love. And I just, it was honestly like one of my best deadlifts to date. So it's like it's a whole another aspect bro like you there's a lot of physical stuff there's a lot of mental stuff and um i think once you tie it all together with like your spiritual like and then also with like like-minded individuals that are all doing the same thing 
man, you, you just take over the world after that. You know what I mean? Dude, people <laughs> ask, people ask like why, why we do it. And they don't, they can't understand how addicting that fucking feeling is when you're walking up to the bar and it's gotta be something that makes you nervous to tap into some shit like that. But just even when it's raw negative emotions to get you someplace, just feeling how many people go through their day and don't feel at that level. And that like, believe it or not, even feeling that negative fucking emotion that gets your adrenaline up and you're like, fuck, that can be addicting, dude. That can be addicting as well as showing up and being like, oh, I fucking feel a little scared right now. But that can be addicting, the thrill seeking, as well as you start playing the games in your head about like, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this for the people who believe in me. And all of a sudden the love angle where it's like the positive that because you can't all be one way because it doesn't work. If it's all one, you got to keep it rotating it. That's why it's addicting, man. And I think uh, some people have talked about this. Like you have like the negative and then you have like the positives, but then you, I think Dave Tate and even like, I think Joe Rogan, some other people have talked about it. Like you eventually get to like this middle like flow state where it's everything you're using everything and you like to your benefit and you're kind of just floating you know what i mean you're in this like nice little flow where you're just you're not overdoing it you're not underdoing it you know um because that could be an issue like when you try to go too hard mm. and you try to get all super angry or whatever and you mess something up or you strain something and then it, there's like a flow where like you're almost like taking a back seat and it's I don't know, man. I feel weird saying this like online or whatever, but I have like these out of body experiences where I'm just like not even there. I'm just lifting. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) You know what? Can I be honest? Let's fucking go there, bro. I've had one point where I had, it was like a set of eight and um, it was like a, a, you know, a high percentage set of eight for me. And I took some fucking uh, pre-workout and I felt the tingles (laughs) all in my face the adrenaline was flying and yeah. I, as soon as I unracked it, exactly what you're saying. It's like my body was in motion, crazy strenuous motion, but I wasn't fully there. It was just happening. It's like, I was along for the ride watching it happen. And I was like, like when Sean Noriega was slightly lightheaded, I was like, holy fuck. It was the wildest. And yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. I was the one doing it. And then when I re-racked, I was like, that was the f- even for a little while afterwards i'm like i feel fucking weird right now yeah yeah you have to be careful with that too because you kind of you go into this this weird like state um but you have to just re- remember to like go back and like you also have to make sure you don't do anything crazy because like sometimes i'll finish and i'll rack it and then i'll like this emotion will just come out and you want to just yell and scream or yeah. you just want to like break down you know and but you just you have to like come back to neutral to that neutral space and just like okay don't make a fool of yourself (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. this moment will pass and you'll look back yeah yeah but then there's times where like you're reaching for it but just from thinking about it too much you don't actually get there and you know if you're overthinking it it's not going to really work out you know so i don't even know how to explain it man i just i just check out like i so can you reach off. this state often? Cause honestly, man, I've, I've reached, I reached it like once or twice. And then, um, and I, the pre-workout helped the pre-workout, yeah. the, the tingling in the face and the high adrenaline made it 
it helped me get there. Like the, holy shit, my drums through the roof. My heart is pumping. I unracked the weight and it was heavy. You, you picture your percentage high towards the top end. You unrack it and it fucking felt like, I don't feel like I unracked anything. And you're like, holy shit. And you take a big breath, get tight, huge breath. And you get tight. And probably because it was multiple reps, um, that state where you're holding your breath, rebreathing, just like you're talking about the Sean Noriega situation also kicked in with the adrenaline, with the pre-workout and like to find that though, to find it and go back to it. If I could do that on a daily basis, dog, I would fucking, I'd be addicted to it. It'd be crazy. <laughs> you would have to be a Zen master though. You're like the Zen master yes. if you could do that. Not really. Yeah. Um, I think you just have to be conscious of it uh there's like different techniques you can you can learn you can practice um you do need to be careful because i remember even like going into that like i guess subconsciously doing it when i was like in high school like my dad taught me like how to just go to that place when i was a kid like i was like sixth grade seventh grade just lifting you know on this old bench and he's like you got to turn it on just and he he taught me how to do it then i felt it and i seen him do it and but I remember like kind of getting to that state naturally and I would like pass out or almost pass out you know if you're about to pass out just breathe um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a lot of you know you can it's trial and error for sure but I've, I've kind of mastered it and I've been able to teach a decent amount of people how to do it properly um but God, I don't even know <laughs> it's tough to um that's a, it's a tough thing to try to articulate how you get like a, like a feeling. How do you describe feeling? How do you describe how to find that? That's a very difficult thing. You know what I mean? Like. I say it's almost like you, it's euphoric. Yeah. I feel euphoria. Dude, that's what it is. That is, that would be the word, man. And afterwards I was like, holy shit. I don't know if I'm ever going to quite get that weird ass (laughs) out of body euphoric feeling, man. People pay good money for that dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Isn't it weird? I can't believe you could do it often, dude. And it's crazy you said that because it happened to me like once or twice in my life while lifting. You know what? Runners get it. It's called a runner's high. Yeah, yeah. Runners, uh, they they literally push themselves to the very limit, like ultra marathon runners, to the point where they're running, but they're not cognitive of running. Like they're like, I'm watching myself run, and they're like past the point of fatigue where they're like my body's moving and they can get emotional they can be like literally crying when running or actually almost sleeping when running but they're still fucking running and they get to the point where they're like it's like like i'm in a video game it's just happening i'm along for the ride my body's just moving and only it's hard for them to describe they can't all make it there but once they hit that groove there's an ultra marathon runners who will run a marathon every day consecutive days for weeks and once they hit that groove they'll brother they're they're good but if you never find that groove you're in hell a marathon every day and you have to think about it and feel the pain you're in hell but once you can find that and and only through going through hell can they find it which ironic like they can't just be on the couch and all of a sudden they're like i need to be under crazy duress and like i you know it's it's hard to explain man but you and i know you mean when you're there it's it's it it's just like a flow state you know like you feel that emotion and you, there's different ways to do it. Like, I think anything physical, even, uh, it's almost like a spiritual like experience, like, but you can even take it to other things Like you're kind of just flowing. Like we're not really there. You're just, you're not thinking you're just kind of doing, 
Um, you know what I mean? Like when you listen to music, like sometimes you'll get that feeling and you're just kind of just floating into that. I think some people have even like said like dancing, like when they're dancing, they're just, they don't even think about it. They're just, you know, they're just doing, and there's, there's so many different things in life that like, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, <laughs> but my thing just happened to be lifting and being able to like understand that and then apply it, um, like frequently and consistently safely also um you know that's i think that's really why like my my training and everything's been just it just keeps going you know everybody's got to find something dude that's why most people get addicted to most things is uh you know go out and hitting that golf ball and they're just finding that swing they turn off and they're just fucking swinging and swinging a hundred times over and i'm like how and they're like you wouldn't get it i'm like well maybe i do though because i found my thing that's like that right this one thing I like to tell people too is like when they come to the gym and they come to train, I'm like, man, like you've had to think about everything all day. You've had to work. You've had to like, you know, think about eating, brushing your teeth, whatever, your kids, whatever. But when you're here, like when you're under that bar, you don't have to think about anything else besides lifting that weight. And so just turn it off and just enjoy like this moment. It's almost like I've gotten to the point where I feel like it's like a meditation. I'm just, be, I'll just be there just kind of flowing and just, enjoying it you know it's it's weird being present is the is what they say you got to do to like um it alleviates stress anxiety the whole night and um there's nothing like that'll make you more present than if you throw hundreds of pounds on your back and you got to brace and walk around <laughs> with it and come up and out so you're present you know what i mean it's it's a so it's, present right you you're ever so present you couldn't give a <laughs> shit less what happened at work earlier that day um i want to ask you too so walking into pa nats what what made you choose IPF over USAPL? Is it that world title or, or cause this is before you knew Sheffield was coming around, right? Mm, yes. I've heard about Sheffield, but I don't really think too much about it. Um, I just, <clears throat> so I was actually going to go to Vegas. I was going to go hang out with a lot of friends, a lot of like people. It's two hours away, three hours away, whatever. It was going to be a fun time. Enjoyable. Uh, South Africa just sounded crazy to me. Like that's a, that's just crazy. You know, it's the world's. And then, um, I, I didn't know if I was really ready for it yet because I mean, I just came off like a really, really bad injury that took me out, man. Like I was basically, I felt like I was paralyzed for a month. Honestly, oh my God, it was horrible, man. I couldn't walk. I couldn't, it was, but it's not the first time it's happened either. So I knew I was going to come back. Um, and then Jesus was always in my ear, man. He was like, eh, like, IPF worlds like nothing else matters other than worlds you know what I mean like like there's only one world champion you know uh and then Mikey was doing it as well and I was like dang like and then Pablo was always also in my ear and um I was like you know what like I'm just like with my raw to equip stuff I was like I'll do both I'll like do whatever I'm gonna try it out like I did a USAPL meet I don't know if I should say that (laughs) I did a meet and and uh did pretty well and then i knew that nationals was coming up and but it was in austin so it's like well it's an hour away why not you know why not so i went and competed and <clears throat> next thing i know like i was at the top and i i asked, actually i think like a week before that i saw my parents for the first time in a long long time uh and I just like had this conversation with them, like mom, dad, um, like I got I got some choices here. Like 
I can either go to Vegas for nationals. And I, I was still like attached to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like that sounded way more appealing to me. But then I was like, or I can go to Sun City, South Africa for worlds and they're like, worlds. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but you don't even understand. Like Vegas is going to be so lit. Like there's, it's going to be a freaking blast. And they're like, but it's the world championships. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going. Like, I, okay, all right, I'm in. <clears throat> so I just showed up. Um, I did everything I could to put my best performance on the platform, kind of. And um, I got to ask, I got to ask you about, okay. Well, first off, I 100% get when you talk to anybody, people don't know powerlifting, like who's who or what's what, or what, like even the rules or whatever, but people know what a world championship is. People know what a world champion is. So when it comes to um, you, you go to anybody at work or whatever, and you're like, I'm a powerlifter. Oh yeah. Are you good? I'm a world champion. Yeah. Say less brother. They're just like done. I, I don't need to know all the rules. They don't care about the rules. They don't care about all the details. They're like, like a legit world champion though, huh? Like IPF is 120 nations around the world. This is real. Yeah. This isn't like yeah. some world championships. I have like five nations from around the world. This is the real yes. deal, man. Like, so um, they're like, where was it? Like I'm flying to the other side of the fucking world. 120 nations are sending representatives and uh, we're going to rumble and sort it out. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's like, that's yeah. Okay. So you're good. That's it, man. It, <laughs> um, so I could see where your parents would be like, look, go to Vegas with the fellas uh, anytime you want. Do it after you win worlds. If you want have a boys night out or boys weekend, but uh, yeah. become a world champion if it's on the table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I also want to ask you about PA next. Um, so first off, I remember meeting you in the back, you're, you're doing your damn thing and you didn't have Matt Gary yet. How did this work out? Matt Gary came and, uh, like all of a sudden you got the master handler, you know, he's the goat handler. So you showed up solo, ended up with the goat, the handler for the day. Yeah. I think on the YouTube video, y'all kind of like explained it in some way that I like asked him to help me or whatever. And that's like the opposite kind of like what didn't happen um the real story is so i've like handled myself at pretty much every meet for a long time since i I didn't really trust anybody else i was like i know like i'm gonna do what's best for me and that's it but that kind of got in the way like my ego would you know my i you know what i mean you can't make those calls if you're the one doing the lifting so i knew at some point i was like i need to get a coach or i need somebody to at least like handle me uh that's not me because I've like kind of shot myself in the foot a, a couple of times. Um, just like attempt selections and those things like that. But I get there and so initially, like I was just gonna be by myself, take care of myself, like I've always done for the last decade. Um, but then I saw Joey there and I know like they, like the thing that they're doing with their team is incredible, like it's, it's literally stacked across the board, the best of the best of the best. And that's where I've always wanted to be, who I wanted to be around, you know what I mean? Cause it's just gonna push you even further. Mm. <clears throat> um, so I talked to Joey actually, I was like, you know what, man? Like, uh, I, I heard y'all need a 120. Like y'all pretty much have every other thing stacked up except for the 120 class. And he was like, he lost his mind. He was like, oh my God, like, okay. Like, like this is that PA Nats? Yeah, PA Nats. I talked to him there for the first time about it. 
Um, so basically it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of like, I want to be part of flex. I want to be part of the team. Like this is something I've been missing in my, in my ass in my life for a long time. Like I just, I miss that team aspect. And, um, <clears throat> so we start lifting and I mean, he's got a handful of people there that he has to take care of. And he like sent one of his guys, I think his name is Grant Iverson. And he had him hand, like just keeping an eye on me, but I could tell like Grant's like a little bit, he's a, he's a younger lifter. I mean, he's not really like too experienced, like on the, on those big stages, like me, I don't really know. Like I could just tell, you know what I mean? I've, and um, so he was kind of watching, but he wasn't really making the calls because it, it is me and like I'm my own person and I'm, you know, he doesn't even like, know your numbers. He doesn't yeah. know like the day of you could do your best. You could help you load plates, but yeah. I don't know your numbers. I haven't seen your training exactly. videos. I don't know. Okay, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> like that stuff. So, right. so he's, he's they're probably just going to be like, yes, man. Like, yeah, whatever you need. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But then um, I was sitting there and Paul Bellinger from PA comes to me and he's like, who's handling you? And I was like, well, like Joey's got like a, one of his guys looking over me and he's like, Matt Gary is in the front row, not doing a damn thing. Holy fuck. To, That's the Michael Jordan of handlers. <laughs> he's like, do you want me to get him for you? And at this point, like, I know who Matt Gary is. I'd actually spoken to him like that morning, like introduced myself, you know what I mean? Just, um, I know what he's done, what he's done in the past. And like, you know what I mean? Accolades. But at this time I was like, you know, like, no, like, like, no, like I'm with Joey, like the flex guys. Like, I don't want them to feel weird. You know what I mean? I don't want to like stir the pot. Um, and I was like, no, like, don't worry about it. Like, I'm, I'm fine by myself. You know, I'll do it. And five minutes, five minutes go by. And I do my first attempt for bench. And then between first and second attempt, here comes Paul through the door. And then here comes Matt Gary through the door. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so Matt comes up to me and he's like, he's like, do you need, do you need me to handle you? And I was like, I was like, no, like, I'm with Joey. And, you know, their guys are just going to take care of me. He's like, do you need me to handle you? <laughs> like basically telling me i'm gonna handle you like <laughs> but, but in this what was happening again in squats because squats bench and deads like what was going on here i refresh my memory here how did um, it go before he before he came in because wasn't okay, so were you going were you going were you picking numbers a little too heavy and then you did you miss a lift or not come out for one and stuff something happened that he was like the, the battle started getting tight and uh, Tristan's ended up pulling right up to his knees, the winning dead. And I think Matt was like, fuck, man, I don't want this kid. To, I don't want this to get away from this kid. Because like you yeah. said, we're like, you're, you can go too heavy gas out. And then he's like, I think Matt, and Paul's like, I think this, you know, you, you should maybe yeah. walk back there. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'd say, I'd say what it came down to was uh, <clears throat> like an basically I was fighting my own ego. Like I, to me, I was like, okay, uh, I know what numbers I wanted to hit, but I didn't, I know, I didn't really take into account the the weight cut and some other factors. Like I didn't even really take caffeine. I had like one of those Alani news, like a 200 milligrams of caffeine the entire day. Um, so I was kind of like just really chill, really relaxed. Um, and when I went to squat, like I was doing numbers based off of what I did before I cut. You know, mm. cut down the body weight and so i did opener went for the second attempt on the second attempt you can see where i like throw my chest into the bar versus driving with the hips um 
and that just like kills your your power um so i like scratched my third uh i knew i could have taken a i knew i, I could have taken a third but i was like you know what like i think that's that's okay for now i don't want to like grind something out um even though i know if i would have just fixed that little technique thing it would have been fine um get to bench and i open up a little bit heavy too um plus like the pauses were pretty long. they're they're good they were good pauses they were actually mm -hmm. legit pauses i wasn't keeping my standard up in training but we fixed that um but yeah i mean you got uh matt gary like comes in and they're, they're talking to me and like well we need to do this we need to fix your deadlift we need to you know what i mean i was like whoa i was like matt like mr gary if you want to help me you take care of everything else and you let me know when I go to the platform. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, I don't want to think about anything else. Like, right now I'm benching. I'm thinking about bench. When it's time for deadlifts, like, that, you, I'll let you handle that. You know, and I, I felt the energy shift in the room, man, because <clears throat> and Flex is, like, such a tight-knit family, man. Like, it's, 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 it's incredible, like, the kind of energy that they, they possess. You know, it's, it's the best of the best. You know, Jesus, Mikey, and just, it's, God, it's crazy. And you feel so when, that, when that Matt presence. came in, was it like, what? how did the energy shifted when that happened? It shifted, man. Uh -oh. like, I feel like everybody in the room was staring at me and, uh, and Matt Gary, and they were just like, are you okay? Like, like, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, just don't worry about it. Like, just focus on yourself. Like, do what you got to do. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Um, and he even, like, talked, I think Matt talked to Joey, like, beforehand and just to like make sure we weren't like stepping on your toes being very respectful you know what i mean um because that's like one of the biggest things in my in my that i'm about is just respect you know mm -hmm. for i don't care if you're comp or whatever like just have some just be decent you know what i mean yeah um but so they talked about it and so that's whenever he approached me uh after he had already talked to joey because like it wasn't anything official and that was it man like he stepped in and thankfully so because if he wouldn't have stepped in i probably would have shot myself in the foot like i opened up too heavy on, on deadlifts um he actually gave me a cue for bench that helped me get my second and third attempt just like a little minor detail um but that's what it comes with like with with matt gary man like he's the dude you know for for game day handling like he knows what he's talking about and I was very blessed to have him in my corner that that day even if even if I said no like three times you know <laughs> <laughs> he goes he goes he goes he goes, he goes, he goes he's like son I'm gonna ask you one more time <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's saying yeah. he's like do you he's like do you want to win do you want to win he goes like, he goes oh, yeah like, he goes he goes let me reword this I haven't worded this properly I'm asking you if you want me to handle you let me ask you different do you want to win <laughs> you see, you're like, exactly. all right you're like got you man i know what you're doing you're looking for yeah. the yes but um yeah. it, it, a lot of it is just straight up like like cues and whatnot like mental cues how to set up whatever the shit that's one thing okay but a big thing is the appropriate number on the bar to get you so you don't gas out you get all three attempts to force the other person in an uncomfortable position and it's not how strong are you? How do you feel? Whatever. It's like, where do we think we are at our max? And I'm going to get you there, but not cluster too much at the top. So you have three max deads. You're going to fucking get, I need you to get all three of these, not gas out. So you get your third and force the opposition to load the bar with something they can't handle. When Tristan, yeah. Tristan got 800 to his fucking knees, bro. Yeah. 
Like you guys ended up being closer than you might have thought. And I don't know how much less Tristan could have got, but if you missed your third dead, he would have been able to drop that from 800 to maybe something you, I don't know. It's great. Like it's, that's where Matt can be like, I'm watching this shit. And I think I know the number you need to force what something on Tristan's hands. And um, it's not about like, like the, the cues and all that are good, but that's where Matt really excels is like, I give a fuck. We're, I'm going to get you there. Right? That's, that's, <laughs> bro. That's actually what happened. Like if I would have taken my plan first, I probably would have missed my second because it was heavier than my third attempt that I actually took. Um, and so like, he kind of made those calls. I like, just took care of that aspect. So that was great. Um, but even like, I, I will say this about Tristan, like we, our first competition was back in 2014, 2015 um, in Atlanta. And we just, like, I knew like, okay, we're the same age. You're just pretty much as strong as I am. Like we're going to be doing this for a long time. You know what I mean? Um, and I even, I'll say this, I really believe like Tristan is stronger than me, like physically. Um, but I just saw like a few things that he just kind of didn't do right. And when it came to that situation, when it came to game day, like he took like almost like a, a thousand milligrams of caffeine or something. Oh my god! He gosh. was gone, dude. He was gone. Like took all this caffeine. And then I was watching his breathing and he just the whole time, just shh, 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 like breathing out, 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 out. And to me, I was doing the opposite. I took like very minimal caffeine to kind of keep myself like mentally like there um, in control. And then with my breathing, I was always breathing in, just trying to keep myself full of oxygen because that's like one of the staples for life and your muscles. It's just, you need oxygen in there. So I think that was a, another thing. And just, <sighs> I don't know, man, like there was just, like little things. Like, I really believe like Tristan, you know, we, we're going to be battling it out for a long time. Mm. Dennis, we got another guy, uh, Kevin Wynn. Uh, even then, I didn't get to mention this, um, Constantine Musayev from the ROC. Like, yeah. he won last year, and yeah. it pains me that he's not going to be there. You know what I mean? Like He'll be back at some that, point. He'll be back at some he's point, gonna be though. Back. So he's 20, a stud. 20, nine for nine is, at Worlds. He's a stud. 2023, man. There's so many people, man, that are just – but. The way the cards laid out, like I've been blessed to just be in this position and I'm very grateful for it. And I'd like, I'm not taking it lightly whatsoever. Like I, I'm still climbing, man. I still, I'm very hungry for this and I'm, the cards laid out for me and it's, I'm very, like, I'm, I'm very grateful for it, but I'm not taking this lightly whatsoever. Well, yeah. So let's talk about worlds. Well, one sec, before we get to this. So you were saying um, you were going to, your planned, so your third that Matt loaded was like your second was going to be more than your third that Matt loaded, and that's exactly what could have opened that fucking door. Yep. This is where people don't people people don't, like. I've had conversations with people, um, you know, famously like Gavin Eden was on the podcast and he was like, "The stronger guy wins," and then um, I'm like, "Brother, it's not always like that, my brother." And he's like, um, and then he came to, so we had a big conversation about you need like game day handling and attempt selection means a lot and reading the play and reading the day. And then um, he came down the PA Nats, the same Nats you were at. And he came down just to help with the live stream. He was on there at the live stream, did phenomenal, interviewed Chance Mitchell, who he's going to face at Worlds right afterwards, interviewed uh, Jonathan Keiko. No, he interviewed Jonathan Keiko, took pictures with Chance and a bunch of like PR pics and stuff like 
It was amazing. But then even more than that, um, so he was like, fuck, I think I got to rethink my game day approach a little. And then he came down and we all went for dinner uh, at, I forget where we went for dinner. BJ's. 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 There it is. You were there too. Yeah. And, I was supposed um, to be there. I didn't go. Okay. Okay. You were Okay. Well, there's like 35 <laughs> of us. I didn't even see everyone yeah. who was there. So I assumed yeah. all the flex fam was there. So I assumed you're on the table. The table was stacked. Yeah. Man, it was like a, it was like a table from like a fucking back in the medieval ages when they're super long and there's a million people at them. Yeah. But anyways, um, and Gavin sat beside Matt Gary and just picked his brain about like asking all these questions. The, the van ride there and the van ride back, he sat beside him, picking his brain, asking all these questions. And then afterwards, uh, he's in my DMs and he's like, I think I'm going to get a game day handler when we go to Worlds. And I'm like, doggy, I'm telling you, my man, it can, it can make all the difference. But um, so let's talk about world, the world championships, man. You got two Canadians, Eric Willis. He's won the world championships previously. Um, obviously Bryce Krawcheck, he's broken world records. He's got an absolute monster deadlift. And uh, what, what are your thoughts here? Like, are you excited to go to South Africa? Have you ever traveled that far and competed and done anything like this before? Uh, I cannot say that I have, but <laughs> that's why I took like some necessary measures to like, make sure I got there on time, make sure I'm like taken care of throughout the week and make sure I'm, you know, I'm trying to set myself up for the best possible scenario because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, I don't, anything that could go wrong. I, I, I know about these things. I've paid attention and I'm taking those necessary steps to make sure I'm hundred percent, but it's exciting man i mean bryce and um eric also have to make kind of the same travel right you know what i mean true. even the the fourth place guy i think his name's uh peter somer or something yeah from from norway he okay that guy i like that guy he's he's, <laughs> he's he dude he's a fucking monster deadlifter too he's, he's another guy he'll be a problem right at the last dead um yeah. he could pull himself into position yeah he's pretty he's we've had conversations and I like his mentality, his intensity, his drive. Like he's a multi-champion. Like he's just, he's great. He's a great lifter. Like uh, even I think the guy in 11th place, Olivier, he's also from flex. He's actually looking pretty dang good too. He's just kind of being low key about it, which is kind of interesting. Cause it's like, Joey's going to be handling Olivier and myself. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, eh, we'll, see. we'll let the best man win basically. But um, yeah, it depends on, there's also, um, Hang on a second here. Okay, no, go on. That's a different weight class. Uh, Nicolas Peru. There's a couple guys in there that you're going to have to pay attention to, but. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but I've, I have full faith, honestly. Like, Joey's, I got Joey in my corner. Like, there's only a handful of people in the world that I, like, at this point in time, I really believe in. And that would be, you know, Joey Flex. Uh, I think even having a, one, one person that's very close to me, uh, Mr. Gene Bell. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. He's got so much knowledge and information. Like, they're, but, um, you know what I mean? They're, and Matt Gary, you know, they're very, very competent. They're, like, the best in the world for a reason. He, like, Joey's the guy right now. Matt, and for what he's been doing. And then Gene has been doing this since, like, the 80s. And he's got, like, 10 world championships. Mm-hmm. Been to 27 world championships, like, in general. Like, you know, and those are the people I try to learn from and just be around because there's a lot of good information, but there's only a handful that are the best. And those are the people that I look for. And those are the people I learn from. So, so 
So yeah. <laughs> so Joey's going to handle, I guess he's going to do it. He won't be there physically though, right? He'll, he'll just wake up at crazy hours and do it. Uh, I think it's like 9 a.m. So it's not that Oh, bad. that's not bad. That's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, he so, did it in, in when they were in Sweden. Is there going to be an on-site person uh, from the Flex Flame? Or because you obviously have the national team coaches as well to help. Yeah, we got the national team coaches. Or, and, um, well, it's actually Mikey D and myself. We're going to be competing about the same time. on the, I think he'll be like flight A and I'll be flight B or something like that. Um, so uh joey joey's gonna be like he's gonna be there like basically he's gonna be communicating with us the entire time um you know and then i don't know if yeah it's if that stuff's taken care of for sure and but then i think the next day um mikey and i think mikey's handling jesus kind of cool yeah 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 dude that'd be that's me here's the thing at least jesus isn't in a battle battle so it's more just load the bar, get them ready. It's not like a, you know, you don't got to be a Matt Gary with Jesus. Jesus is on a planet. There's no, nobody alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's going to push him? Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, uh, I think that's probably one of the things about our friendship is um, I was going to say this earlier, like, you know, people, when they go against somebody stronger than themselves, they kind of get intimidated. They kind of push them down a little bit, get a little older. Um, like I could very easily have that same relationship with Jesus because he's like significantly stronger than me. But I show up every single day. Like it doesn't matter. I don't care how strong you are. Like I'm. I know like uh, the standards that we hold each other to that we need, and that's what we do. You know what I mean? We just keep pushing each other. So I, I not to say that I'm like I'm okay. You can't not be impressed by everything he's been doing, but you can't be blinded by the amount of weight on the bar to like not see like some basic fundamental things that are going on. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> I've seen it, like we were in, in the warm-up room and he's taking 716 and the guys that were supposed to be loading were just like mind blown that he was doing it. And I was like, bro, like I see this every single day, like put a blue on there, like hurry up. Like, let's yeah, go, let's man. go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be great, man. Really- oh dude worlds is going to be absolutely bonkers experience there's so many of you guys that train together anyways um and through flex like you'll know each other so when you get there it'll be it's easier when you have a support team around you like that you know mentally and emotionally that you'll feel that support when you're actually back there and you'll have team usa helping out as well it's not like you're just out there by yourselves like when you have like a team staff that's like okay weigh-ins are then we're over here. This is your lot numbers. Let's get through you through equipment check. It's easier when you have a team that's like, like team USA is going to be well taken care of all around, oh, yeah. you know, which is the good things like flex will be there on the, on the video for the day of, but like the little things when you show up at the hotel and you got the whole U S team there and they're, they're making sure you're all right. And you're going through all the different things you have to do in the background. You can't, you know, call home for all those things, but they're there. It's big, man. Some nations don't have it. Some nations don't send like national team coaches like that. So they don't have that back. Or when they do send them, the coaches are inexperienced and they don't know themselves. Yeah. You know, where that's you a, guys will be. That's the thing. Like I, I'm very, I'm very like blessed and I'm, I'm very appreciative of it. You know what I mean? But uh, it's, it's almost like new to me, like this, like having people there for you. I can't tell you, I competed, this is my 52nd competition since I started in oh high school, God. like 51st or 52nd, comp- I think it's my 51st, um, 
And for the vast majority of those, it was me by myself because I don't want to say I had trust issues, but I just like didn't believe somebody else could take care of me the way that I could take care of myself. So even though I was doing equipped, like I wrapped my own knees, I put my own suits on, like I'd loaded all my own weights. Like I think a lot of powerlifters today are very soft in that aspect. Like they need somebody to do every single thing for them. Mm. And I was like, I went the other way because I was like, you know, I'm going to show them that you don't need that. Like you can handle yourself. You can take care of your numbers. You can take care of your food, like your mentality, all that stuff. Um, but now having that in your corner is like, whew, I feel the difference. You know what I mean? When I, we walk through those doors to go train and you got the best 105 in the country, you got the best super heavyweight in the country and, you know, other people and just the, there's like an aura, like a freaking energy, man, like a wave of energy whenever you're with, you see like the flex guys walk in, you know what I mean? You're just, for lack of a better term, you're flexing on everybody, man. (laughs) (laughs) They know when you walk through those doors, you know, so I think it's, it's beautiful and it's, uh, I just think we're right where we need to be. And now it's just time for us to show up, execute, and let the best man win it, you know? Sometimes it, it, you have to almost succumb to the moment, hand over the reins. Like, like that, that, that day at PA Nats, you handed over the reins to Joe, and then you, you also handed over the reins to Matt. And then, um, you know, you handed over the reins a couple different times, right? And then now you're like, fuck man why well, should have handed over the reins previously like i should have started it's tough because you know who knows if you would have got where you did if you did earlier right and it had to be to the right you it's fucking joey flex and matt gary for god's sake you you had the best of the best maybe previously the best of the best weren't in the picture so that's why you weren't right but there is a i've dealt with that too we all do at a certain point where the king of lifts started blowing up after somebody came to me another partner so it's three of us but i'm the only one that you guys will ever see and uh someone's one of the other guys said you can't you're bottlenecked your own progress because you're too afraid to hand it over and you're once you actually tell yourself like i I, you're gonna grow a lot more when you start building a team around you and you're as strong as your team is and then you'll have to take comfort in the team and the people you surround you and realize like as strong as they are, you're going to get even stronger. Now you start expanding out. And then it one became three and there's three of us. And then the pot, that's the background ownership. And then the podcast one became four. Now we'd have four of us for like, I do interviews, but when we do preview shows, when we do like whatever, and all of a sudden I, things blow up and I'm like, I fucking was stagnating my own progress. And it's, um, you know, I'm like you, I'm like, I don't want to call it trust issues, but it sounds like trust issues, dog. I think this is a therapy session right now, but it is like, <laughs> I think we just had a breakthrough young man, but, um, but it's, I think true. it's just a, yeah, I think it's like a stereotypical, like male thing. Like you just want to be independent. It's kind of like you're, you're battling your own ego. And yeah. the, the, the sooner you realize that it's not like everybody's, it's not that everybody's against you. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you're with a, like, not everybody's against you. It's like, you're all in this together. And it's just having those people, the right people in your corners. And like, not, you're not, they're not just in your corner, you're in their corner. You know what I mean? So when you have those, those relationships where you can just, you know, uh, you build each other, you know what I mean? You feed each other, you you know what I mean? You keep each other in check, you know, you like, 
that's when like the beauty starts happening and that's whenever you really start to see what you're able to do and and just keep it going man and like it, you just got to keep going got to keep going and I do I know what you're saying where like I probably like slowed down my own progress because I did man like but I, I just had I'm very 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 uh, uh, hard-headed I guess you would say um, in that aspect where like I just wanted to prove to myself that I could make it to the world championships on my own without you know what I mean like and it wasn't even by myself really because I learned so much from just learned like watching the best people like dude I've had Gene Bell in my corner since I was a sophomore in high school and he's just been a fountain of knowledge for years man like a decade just anything I had like any questions I go to him and dude like time and time again he's like a Yoda of like powerlifting for me right now um, but I, and I've been watching Joey's videos since, I mean, since he pretty much like started doing them, um, just, you just got to keep learning, kind of keep growing from the best people you can. And, um, but once, it, once I like, finally, like, all right, bro, you, you made it to the world championships. Like now's the time to, you know, hand over the reins and let somebody else like handle those things. And it's it's been a blessing because now I don't have to think about what I'm going to lift. I don't have to think about the numbers or anything like that. Like um, just with the the structure of and the, the the team also, like we kind of just show up and I put all my energy into that instead of having to like micromanage a bunch of little things. I could just focus in on what I'm doing and that's just moving that bar right now. So well, your training's been going amazing. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. So obviously the training under Joey has been going amazing and, and it looks phenomenal. Um, and in terms of, I do like what you said, how you were like, I want to be able to say, I made it to worlds all by myself. I want to be able to, and this is like, we, we do this kind of shit. And if that's also some ego thing as well. And um, I think, you know, I'm reflecting on myself now with like why maybe I was hesitant initially as well. And, um, but then you said, but, at that, but even that wasn't true. I had, I, I always had Gene Bell in my, like, uh, even that would have been discrediting a man that gave me so much. And you're like, yeah. so then when you realize that it's like, then what am I doing? I'm just doing this to say that when it's not even true. Like, yeah, fuck this. You level up. You're like, you know what? This, yeah. let me humble myself. And, and, and that's where like the dude that talked to me, talked to me, like, like the conversation we're having. And he's like, why, why, what did you just want you to be able to say, or do you just want to control you? Just, he's like, nobody actually makes it anywhere deep without without help and if they yeah. say they did they're discrediting people that had their back and that actually isn't very appropriate or like it's not it's not respectful for the people so there are going to be people watching like oh okay well yeah. you know what i mean it, 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 yeah. once you get yeah. over that once you get over that you're like you have that moment that we both probably have where we're like yeah fuck it what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I'm not alone. I don't, what am I talking about? I got so much support around me. Um, and then you just, uh, yeah, you let go. And once you let go, there's, there is like a freeing of like a leveling up and then you have a, yeah. your support team. Now, if shit comes, um, it's not just how well you could take it. You have so much support around you. And then the same deal too, you get solidified because when shit comes for other people and you got their back, like you said, they got me, but I got them. And that actually makes you feel stronger. And now, so when you go in, um, it, it's a bonding experience, man. It's uh, it's good. It is. I'm so glad on my so, end. It sounds like you are too. This is one thing I'll say, like, there's so many people that I've met in my life, like 
I mean, my grandpa, my, my dad, my uncles, um, my high school coaches, my junior high coaches, you know what I mean? Like my mom, my, my family, um, not just my family, but like my community, like from, you know, my small town that we were at, uh, even all the other small towns around us, like all those people have just had, you know, an impact on my life. And I'd, I'd be lying to you if I said I was doing this by myself. Like I genuinely feel like the energy from every single person that I've ever like communicated with, you know, even the people that are just watching this, like there's so many people out there I've never like physically like seen or anything like that, but they feel that connection. And we, like, I feel those people like behind me. I feel like Texas, I feel USA, I feel like Mexico, you know what I mean? Like, I like everybody, man. And there's people around the world where like, it's not just me. It's not just about me. It's literally everybody. Like there's so many people in my life right now that I just like, you know who you are. Like, and I just want to say thank you to every single person that's, you know, just watching and, and just supporting and even the haters, you guys are supporters too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, they follow you even closer than your admirers sometimes. I'm telling you right I, now. I, I can feel it, man. And it's just, it's driving me. And I, I just, I just don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Like, it's funny. I don't want to make too much attention on this, but like for people who, who like um, come at you on social media, like come at you hard on social media and you notice, you know, you could see who sees your stories and all that. And they, never miss a fucking story my friend and it's like <laughs> you know it's like and this is common and it's like dude uh you know it's just like all those memes were like no not everyone who follows you is your friend <laughs> but uh and sometimes the haters follow you even closer um but i do know what you mean usa like when you got your country across your chest and you hit that platform there's going to be millions of people watching on Eurosport, people on the olympic channel you know these go up on youtube you know these go all over on fucking instagram and some kid that's getting into powerlifting is going to come across these and see your you know the, the highlight reels and the whole nine and see you know you in those videos with usa across the chest and um and you're just like you said mexico so you're mexican-american i assume uh, yes, but actually we did a, a 23 and me thing for my grandpa and we're actually like 60 or 70% like indigenous Americans. Ah, <laughs> got you. Well, I mean, look at this. any background could take draw inspiration yeah. from you. Right. So I always say like, uh, um, I was like, whatever happened to all like the, the natives, like the native Americans or whatever, and, like they're right there. They're the Mexicans, right? Like they're just, <laughs> you know, so my, like our family has been here for a long time and, uh, it's, it's kind of cool. That's where like the big chief thing kind of came from too. that. And we we're in high school, we were the Indians and somebody just called me big chief one day and it kind of just stuck. But uh, <laughs> I just been kind of leaning on that. Like it almost like turned into like an alter ego to where it was like, big chief did. Yeah. <laughs> just like, uh, just followed my heart, followed my soul. Like if I felt something was wrong, like I'd stand up for it and just keep doing those kinds of things. Um, God, I forgot where I was taking this, but what are you saying we were talking about um you know having the usa across the chest and some kid is like it's gonna go out ooh. there Ooh, this is the other thing too so um there's a lot of kids out there man like i was that kid like i was that kid from nowhere from a big family. i was the second youngest like there's so many i was a weirdo man i was like i was just a, a misfit like a an actual misfit like I never fit in with the cool kids I never like any of that stuff man I just 
but I was, I was cool with everybody. You know, I've been to that side where you just, you don't fit in with anybody. And I've, I've been like, like neglected by like people and just shunned. And I never, ever, ever wanted to like have anybody else feel that way. So that's why I've been like so open with everybody, man. Like, I don't care where you come from, who you are. Like if you're, you know, there's a lot of good people out there. And I think, um, people were, there's a lot of haters and stuff like that. Like they won't, eh. but that's just like kind of the environment we've like grown into. That's like the, the way the world is. That's what you, that's what you kind of see, but it's really only like, you know, 10% or so I would say, like, I think there's a lot more good out there than there's bad, but all you really see is all you really like pay attention to is the bad at times. So <sighs> I don't know I was taking this. that's the newsworthiness. <laughs> Listen, Sheffield is coming around. Um, we're closing in on two hours. I just want to touch up on Sheffield, though. <laughs> okay, sorry. You, uh, uh, dog, we're, we're, we're doing a damn thing. <laughs> Don't apologize, dude. This is what we do. Um, I, I forget the, I'm going to try to take a look here. Do you, are you, are you aware of uh, the numbers you need to hit to qualify for Sheffield after it, because it's got to be a percentage of the world record? Yes. You do know? Oh, yeah. Okay, what's the number? Oh, yeah. What's that uh, number? The total is nine thirty. I thought so. It's it's nine thirty. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Nine thirty. I had someone to send it to me, but so this is obviously winning this thing. I mean, yeah, of course you know, right? But uh, is this the Ed piece? You everyone saw that promo video come out. My dude, that was the most hype promo video via Speedy I've ever seen in my life. But anybody I've ever seen in my life, everybody wants in now. But is that the big one? How is I got to win this thing? Go to Sheffield, man. Uh, the the way I think about it is, and I'm just probably gonna like kind of kill the hype, I guess. But the way I see it is like I'm just gonna show up and bring my best possible performance. You know what I mean? I'm gonna let the and let the best man win. Um, I know what the number I need to hit. I know the numbers. Even if you make it to Sheffield, like you what's the point of like, yeah, you can go, but you still have to hit those numbers. And I know the distance I am from there. So like, I really wasn't thinking about it, but man, like just now it's kind of like starting to soak in and like, I'm really starting to grasp the idea of like how much this really means. And like, if you make it to shit, like, it's not, it's not like anybody can make it. You have to be, you know, there's only one person per weight class, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, there'll, there'll be there'll be a couple of wild cards, but essentially, right, like that, and like two wild cards, dude. It's the elite of the elite, man. Exactly, and that's all I've had my like sights on is like, I don't want to be good, I don't want to be great, like I I, I don't I want to just I ugh, I can't even say, man, I can't even say. <laughs> Dare to be great, man. If you want to look at, if you want to make a statement, if you want to play with the best of the best, and and. You show up, everybody is watching this one. All the powerlifting knows. This is the biggest, and you'll be the first. It'll be the first Sheffield. It'll be like, there could be many years to come, my friend. But this is, you're involved at the grassroots number one. Um, oh, you want to talk about life experience? That's all life is, is experiences. You're going to fly out there with whoever else from the Flex fam that makes it. What, what we, you can't miss this this is what life is this is the moments you chase this is what we fight for this is what you train in the gym for day in day out is these moments and you have to fight at the world championships and win a world title to get there and win by a sizable margin and have at least 930 or more 
doggy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I try not to say things before, you know, I've always been the, in the mindset of like, show me, don't tell me. So yeah. like, even at this point, like, I don't think like nothing is set and secure until that final deadlift is put down. I mean, until, you know, they've done everything they need to do. Um, like Sheffield, I, I, right now I'm like kind of taking it one game at a time. Um, but even in, in that, at that point, like no moment is too big. You know what I mean? Like, I think some people let the moment get to them or they, they're thinking about it too much. And I, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm in my moment every single time, every single time I step into that weight room, it don't matter if it's the bar, one plate, two plates, two plates. It don't matter how many weights, how much weight is on there. Like I feel that. And like, I'm telling you, man, every single set, every single rep, like I envision myself stepping onto that platform in South Africa. You know what I mean? So when I get there, it's not the first time I've ever done it. I've been doing it a million times. And then once that's taken care of, then we're going, you know, mindset shifting over to being in Sheffield or wherever the cards take me, you know, wherever, wherever the, the universe decides I go, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really, I was, it's in God's hands, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's tough because worlds is tough enough. And then to have one eye on winning the world title and another eye on Sheffield and the whole nine, you yeah. know what I mean? It's a, uh, no, it's a lot to digest, but I'm I mean, in on worlds, bro. Like, and that's, a, and that's the thing you don't want to miss. Like you got to be present, man. These moments come and go. Like you told your parents about world championships or like, holy shit, the world championships. You're going to be telling your kids and grandkids someday about I was at the world championships. You win the world championships. That's a hell of a story. So you don't want it to come and go and not have been present because you're already thinking ahead. It's like, I'm here now in South Africa. I'm with all the fellas from the gym. And like, I got USA on my chest. And I got my jumpsuit on from US jumpsuit and the track team. And it's like, uh, you know, your tracksuit and it's like, you don't, you got to be present. This is going to come and go worlds is another experience. It's going to be the wildest. So, I mean, um, yeah, man, jump from one moment to the next, to the next. And, uh, fuck, because after Sheffield waiting for you at nationals could be Dennis Cornelius. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here we go again, another moment all over again. It's, it just gets crazier and crazier. Right. Oh yeah. <sighs> um, I'm honestly upset that we can't like I can't do more you know what I mean like I wish I could compete in against guys in Vegas I wish I could compete against the guys in Worlds I wish I could go and can be equipped divisions I wish I could just you know I wish I was open but for whatever reason like they're like no like they divide everything and I that frustrates me you know like I live for these things I want to be at every single one like some people are like, oh, like I've been told like, oh, you can't just be a pilot your whole life. Like you got to figure something out. You got to do something else. And like, this is me like proving them wrong and prove myself right. That like, like this is all I want to do. You know what I mean? And so if there's, I'm not to say that there isn't anything else for me, but right now, like this is my passion and I'm gonna let it kill me. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's like, look at me later on in life, you might have something else. Cool. But not yet. Not today. Yeah, today, not today, you're living your dream. Today, you're going to the world championships, possibly chef. Today, you're living the dream, man. It could be all over in five years. Fine. I'll figure it out. You know, you don't have, and nobody has their life sorted out five to 10 years at a time. You could have a plan, but life says, that's cool. Yeah, we'll see when you get there. And that's what Seriously, life has taught me, man. Seriously, like I could have gone and played football. I could have gone and done a whole bunch of other things. Um, 
I just, I just never wanted to be that person that like woke up that one day and just like regretted everything I did. So like from this, I made that decision a few years back and I was like, I'm quit everything else. Like I'm not doing anything else. This is what I'm like setting myself to. And that's it. Like, this is what I want to do. This is my dream. I'm not going to sleep on it. I'm not going to just, I don't, I don't ever want to have those regrets. So, you know what I mean? And we're gonna we're gonna ride this out man we'll see we'll see how far it takes you listen um thank you for coming on much appreciated your time dude you give me two hours of your day i appreciate you dog i will see you in south africa uh stay healthy man safe travels we got a hell of a travel to get there it's gonna be like i don't know man it could be up to 30 hours depending on layovers depending on which way you go uh what day do you fly uh i'll be leaving sunday the Sunday before. The Sunday so, before? I, I think that's like the 6th or the 5th. Okay. Fifth? And uh, we get there. It's the 5th. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You'll all miss I'll you get then. There. I'll see you in South Africa then. Um, <laughs> it's all good, man. Listen, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to before we let you go, sir? Everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's a <laughs> lot. Mean, seriously, there's so many people. Um my training partners, um, all the people, my family, seriously, my family. Um, there's so many people, man. What are sponsors? You got sponsorships you have to? Ooh, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, my very first sponsor, Left Lar Bros. Thank you guys very, very much. Coach Chief 15. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> SVD as well. SVD, like that one was.